Wednesday edition of the Phillips File. Of course, every Wednesday, we spend some time with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. We'll talk with Scott today. We're going to talk about Big Sugar down in South Florida. We're also going to talk about his uh, musical acting career <laughs> as well. Please welcome okay. Scott Maxwell back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. How are you guys doing today? Doing very well. I love Excellent. the column today because the column today is about Big Sugar. And I don't know about you, but a number of years ago, I was talking about Big Sugar and the subsidies and, you know, them turning the Everglades into a toilet, as you say in your column today. And, you know, we pay for it on one end and the other through subsidies and tax supports. And then we have to pay to clean up the mess that they make. And I remember getting, God, man, I got this big, fancy, remember that letter from like the U.S. Sugar Corporation? Uh, It was like one of those. They're quick. Yeah, we heard the program, and we just want to be clear. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the next step? A subpoena? What's going on here? Anyway, your column today is about Uh political contributions and big sugar. And there's finally quite possibly a move afoot to, uh, what, take down big sugar a little bit? In Florida, uh, yeah, there, no, there is definitely a move. Uh, I am not. I'm going to go to you know hold my breath to make to see it happens because they've got more money and clout than real than all but a very few industries. And right. That was one of the points because you you know guys like you and I we we've been following politics for a while. We throw a name out like Big Sugar and people your listeners and I readers go oh, there go the gas bags railing off again. And if you don't really know much about it. If you think about it, the phrase sounds kind of stupid. It sounds like large bunny. I mean, it, do, it doesn't sound <laughs> you know, that bad. Big sugar. What's, what's, what's the big deal? But, but what, uh, we're, what, what you know and what I was writing about is that you pay coming, going, and everywhere in between for this scheme. That, 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 that the sugar industry, which is primarily, really it's like three or four companies mm-hmm. in South Florida alone. Mm-hmm. So this isn't something that's spread out. It's, it, it's made a few families just mega rich. They have got politicians, mainly Congress, to give a scheme that keeps them subsidized unlike any other industry. They get these special – they get loans, uh, these loans from the government. They get buybacks if they make too much and they can't sell it. The government promises to buy it. Uh, they have set price minimums uh, that, that they uh, – that they uh, that they guarantee they will get so much money for it right. if it doesn't fetch it at, at, at fair market values. And what all of this does is, first of all, uh, you spend all this money. Now, now what the package you got, by the way, Sugar will tell you, well, we don't give subsidies. We don't get any any subsidies. Right. I can, you can call a pile of dog poop a you know, pile of fairy dust. It's still dog poop. And uh, what, what they're trying to say is they don't get money directly, but they get all those things we, we, just, we just talked about. And so, uh, you, so you first pay for, for your, with your tax dollars, but what that also does is it inflates the price of sugar. It inflates the price of sugar from anywhere to two to three times on what it would otherwise fetch on the world market. And that means when you go to the grocery store, you're paying higher prices. And if, you, and if you're not aware of everything sugar is in, from ketchup and spaghetti sauce, uh, yeah. oh, my God, it's everything. So it's inflating your prices there. But then, as you mentioned, the other thing is that sugar has been largely res- uh, uh, responsible, which you know even better than I, you have followed longer than I, for uh, just fouling the southern half of our state largely through getting politicians to redirect water, redirect the natural flow of water to help their their agribusiness needs. Uh, and we have spent billions, that's with a B, billions of dollars to clean this up, and uh, it's gone on for decades. 
And they would like you to believe, at least it's been my experience, uh, they would like you to believe that, uh, you know, if if big sugar, if these price supports and subsidies and everything else were taken away, they, they you know, they would like to say, well, the whole Florida economy would just fall apart. Like like sugar is is the thing that props up the entire Sunshine State economy. And and you're absolutely correct. It's only a few companies that benefit in this, yep. and to a certain degree, only a few families that benefit, and they're multi-zillionaires uh-huh. off 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 sugar that's supported by taxpayers on one yep. end and the other. And and when you are right, the jobs are uh, really minuscule in the Correct. grand scheme of things. A lot of them are crap wages. I mean, if you look at the, sort of the, the the history of the migrant workers that have been used in this industry, I mean, sugar has been sugar was like a leading force in trying to beat back efforts to require businesses to make legal hires. Uh, there was an effort to do that, and they're like, oh hell, hell no, we can't. You know, if we had to start paying people an actual nine dollars an hour, that that might be a problem, or or or. More than that, I guess it would be. So, so yeah, th- th- that doesn't fall apart. I mean, th- their arguments don't stand up to scrutiny. So then you ask yourself, Jim, and I ask myself, well, why are we doing it this way? Because when you explain it to people, how they pay more, how these are subsidies only for this one industry. Uh, now, you could make an argument, and by the way, it's sort of a socialist argument, that we should prop up every industry. Hell, we could make an argument that government should be in charge of sugar and peaches and strawberries and tomatoes and everything and, and newspapers and every other production. But that's generally not the way that country works. So when you explain to people they get this one subsidy, nobody thinks it's a good idea. But the reason we continue to do it is because sugar is so good at plowing these people with money. Both Marco Rubio, a Republican, and Bill Nelson, a Democrat, both managed to be the number one recipients of sugar money uh, during their respective election years. Rick Scott's gotten about $600,000 uh, uh, over the past couple of years. He's been in office. Pepe Fanjul, the, uh, one of the Florida executives, had Scott over to his house for a fundraiser right after it happened. We've written before about how sugar whisks our state officials, including our agriculture commissioner, off to these secretive uh, hunting trips in Texas on land that they own over there. Mm-hmm. They do it to, they've been cozy with the Bushes. They've been cozy with the Clintons. It's blue. It's red. They just buy off everyone in the state of Florida so that now we come full circle to your original point. There is a movement where the rest of the country is going, what in the hell is going on? Why are we doing this? And you have 70-some members of Congress from 23 states saying we need to end the uh, sugar subsidies, but there is not one, zero goose egg from Florida who has signed on to this effort. Yeah, because the amount of political money that's being transferred yep. out of the pockets of sugar growers, not sugar, not uh, not uh, necessarily farmers or workers, they're not the ones donating. Oh, it's no, the yeah, one making the million... family farm stuff on this. No, 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 no. no, no. That's the big the uh, sugar producers that are taking no. uh, big pots of money and handing it over to politicians so they remain protected. But you're right. Uh, we pay for it on one end and we pay for it on the other end as well. Let me move on to uh, you had a great column as well the other day about uh, your daughter who's uh, going off to college and uh, you were commenting about she she's in a play mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you found yourself in the production as well is that correct and how that how that happen so i uh you know, just like every other mom and dad out there, I've chauffeured my kids around to everything uh, they've ever done. Yeah. And uh, through uh, 
Uh, most of their lives I've sort of done through out of a sense of obligation, and you, you sometimes feel like an Uber driver, except with crappier tips, and you get you get guff from the kids in the back seat. Uh, and but recently, she's she's a senior in high school, and uh, when I found myself sitting outside one of the doors at the ballet class, I found myself thinking that this door that I've stared at for all my life that mm-hmm. I used to loathe and think I had so much more important things to, I had to prep my notes for talking with Jim Phillips, important stuff like that. Uh, I had to do that. It was probably just the best place for me to be and I started to appreciate you know more being there for these little moments and sure. you know, even though she she could drive herself I you know found myself offering to take her to these things but then as, as you mentioned uh she came home from a, a, an audition for a local theater uh, about 4 weeks ago and said uh dad she looked all bummed and I said what is wrong and she said it's supposed to be a show for adults and they don't have enough adult males and, you know, I'm not the quickest guy on the planet, but I realized I am, in fact, an adult male. Uh, I don't may not have a lot else going for me. And uh, to make a long story, oh, well, it's already been long. Uh, yeah, I'm now uh, doing a musical with her. I bet I, you jumped at the uh, chance. I bet you were I've, You know, he, 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 he hears Scott like and he really said, twisted well, you know, it. I got to do what I got to do. I really don't want to do this, but no. it is my daughter. No. I bet you he no. jumped. You did, no. didn't? I, didn't no, you what? write in your no, column wait, wait, that at one point in either high school or college you were part of the theater, sure. theater group? I did, and I yeah. uh, uh-huh. I could I could tell you some stories about that, like like the the time I had to do the big kiss, and I didn't realize uh, until after the first time I did it in a romantic role that you don't use your tongue. Oh yeah, come on! Really oh, embarrassing, yeah. uh, and you know to have your <laughs> ask the other actress be the one to tell you that. Yeah, so lesson learned. File that under. Yeah, uh, put that in my. Oh, no, you, you know. No, I we've, did, uh, we've known Scott for a number of years, yeah, and he's got that so. he's got that show business element in him. You can see it's written <laughs> yeah. all over his face. Uh-huh. He will he will he will moderate Trump an event at the drop sure. of a hat. He, anything you give him a microphone, you give him a stage, and he is there. What role are you playing? So well, that part's goofy. But wait, in my defense, I want this one last thing. You are right. I do a lot of moderating. One thing though, you have never seen me do. Same. You've never seen me do one of those dances with the stars. You never seen me do oh, yeah. singing for the most on those George I Diaz is doing I have I don't do anything with regards to performing because a, I'm not that good, and B, I'm pretty confident somebody's going to beat the hell out of me with a zucchini, with a rotten zucchini. I read a lot of bad things about yeah. people. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but I just decided it was the last chance, and yes, so I accepted the role. I uh, am a uh, rapping teacher. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, when, when, when is the production? Because I want to go now. Mm-hmm. I, I think will we all check go. and send you details. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, you'll never see that email. Oh, I, I'm not talking about. I'm not giving it on the air. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's yes. It's a it's a breakthrough theater. Is it a big it's, role or is it just a? It's it's more of a cameo role. It's a one scene. Uh, <laughs> it's it, Jim. It's a wonderful little show called Strawberry Freckle Face, written by the actress Julianne Moore. Yeah. And it's about a little girl who uh, is ashamed of her freckles. It's a kids show. It's a, it's it's designed for kids. It's corny, it's uh, funny, but it's got a sweet little message. And yes, so I do one scene uh, where I rap and. Do you have, a, do you have a costume like a Neil Diamond type no. sparkle jacket he's a or something? Teacher. He said he's a teacher. I'm just asking. That is actually I have a very I have a shiny <laughs> uh, disco shirt that my daughter makes sure is buttoned up high uh-huh. enough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really great. I mean, to, in all seriousness, I mean, because usually, uh, you know, sons and daughters, uh, they 
They don't want anything to do with you exactly. when they hit 16. Yeah, you get, get up to the school and they want to get out two blocks, you know, before the, you know, before right. you would usually let them out and that's, that is, you are absolutely right. I remember the time I, I went to pick my son up from school, and I was so excited. And I walked across the ball field, and, and he said, uh, and I said, hey, I came here to walk with you. And he said, uh, he said, I can't. I'm meeting somebody. And I said, who? And he goes, anyone. <laughs> anyone but you, Dad. Right? Anyone, he oh. actually says. And, and, and it's been that way. And, and, uh, Why is that? The, the first, I don't know, because we're, we're idiots. Is, 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 is it, idiots. Do, do, as, as we adults, do we try a little bit too hard to be no. cool? And sure. the kids just pick up on that. It's like, just stop, stop doing that. Just stop acting that way. I don't think that's it. I think, what do you that think that's, it is? it's God's evil joke. I mean, they're getting ready to go away. So they want to like make it so easy to say, okay, see ya. You know, because most parents oh, are, are maybe maybe so you think they'd be too have the burden nest syndrome otherwise. That's correct. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And no. I, I think, though, there's, there's a little bit of what Jim said. I, I can be a goofball. But but the thing that made this neat was she was uh, she started beaming. And uh, uh-huh. that was part of that was part of what I wrote about is that she never beams at me. You know, I, uh-huh. I could walk home and offer her one million dollars cash and she'd roll her eyes uh, a lot of the time. But uh, this time. We're now we're carpooling together. We're costume shopping, and uh, I just realized the window of uh, you know our adolescence was closing, and this would be the last chance to do it. So, Kids between uh, the ages of twelve and up till about their early twenties think of adults as certainly their parents as dorks. I mean, it's yes. and it just goes along with the territory. And yeah. I think no matter how hard adults, certainly parents try. And it seems to me they try too often to be, well, I'm your friend, I'm your pal, I'm yeah, your this, like you're it. that. You know, they, they, they see right through you for crying out loud. They just say, stop doing that. Leave, and, leave me and, alone. And, and, I, and I've heard from a lot of people, and I think Mo can test this, it, it may come back. They, they come back after they get to be uh, young adults. Yeah. I can tell you that my son, who's uh, 15, has told me he will not sit in the theater where his father is rapping unless he is chained down. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh that's I, not I nice. And that, and I don't know that I need to make him uh, go. He, I, he said, you know, he's seen those torture things where you pry open somebody's eyeballs. Yes, like, that's that's the only way I'm going to watch what you're doing on stage. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. I, I bet he'll change his tune when you do it, though. <laughs> I bet he will not. No. Do you only have one performance, or is this uh, you know a two matinee? You know, a matinee and an evening performance. What do you have you going on? Early bird one, the way yeah. we get dinner and a show for. Well, at my yeah, my age, early show and then you know dinner at Morrison's at five. It's uh, over the course of about three weeks, and uh, we opened uh, this weekend. Right. Oh, for, oh, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you, you how do we get this? tickets? Uh huh. All right. Well, it's at the Breakthrough Theater. Breakthrough mm-hmm. Theater. That's in Winter Park, right? Yeah, it's a very small theater. I think you're gonna. Well, I think it will be. <laughs> and and these, this is uh, this is yes. And, and by the way, there's alternating casts. Uh, there's a kids show and adult show. So you could end up seeing the eight year olds who are cute as buttons. See, that's uh, my that's one of my dreams in retirement. What? Is, oh, to be an actor. Yeah, no, just go to you know, just and not you know, I don't have any illusion oh, about becoming a famous actor, but just somebody in one of those you know backstage background type guys, you know, uh-huh. where you say. I've seen that guy. Man, that guy's had a lot of stuff. You know, it doesn't matter his name, but I can tell Wade over at the theater that you're interested, and it's going. You're going to be the king, and the king and I in the fall opening of the 2018-19 season. I mean, (laughs) we we can make the South Pacific. What do you want to do? Oh, that's good. 
That's yeah. excellent. I'll be, yeah. I'll be yes, exactly. I'll be like the oh, character Mario Lanza had in the in the movie. Uh-huh. And he put on some of that kiwi shoe polish on you to get a tan and just <laughs> at a sailor's now, cap. Now, this theater, by the way, only has I'm not kidding you, forty seats. So you can't put on so much makeup because you're practically sitting in the laps of the people who are oh my who are there. Yeah, I've been yeah. Well, it's gonna be a stellar buffo performance. I'm sure we'll see something in well, variety the next day. They don't give you top billing or anything, do they? Me? Yeah. No, I'm. I am. Uh, no, no, no. Goodness, no. I'm. I am. No. <laughs> well, I don't know why not. You all have made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there. Well, that's the whole that point. All right, what's it? coming up in the next column? What do you got going uh, on? I I'm paying a little tribute to uh, Henry Landworth. Pretty neat guy. Oh, yeah. who founded uh, Give Kids the World, and my God, started off life just dealt a crap hand. Uh, I mean, as a as a Holocaust, uh, parents killed, uh, prisoner yeah. for all of his uh, uh, his own adolescence. And then what I thought was kind of cool is, you know, he was in prison for all of his childhood, and he spent the better yeah. part of his life trying to liberate other children from sort of the prisons of their cancers and things like that. That family has uh, made so many contributions to this community yeah. and this nation. My gosh almighty. Yeah, and that's and that's what, you know, I don't write sort of uh, obituary or passing notices very often, but that's the kind of man who made a landmark uh, impact on Central Florida. It's, it's a nationally recognized uh, charity that has Fortune 500 companies uh, involved. And so that, that, that pay tribute to him tomorrow. I'm also launching my, uh, my Orlando Magic campaign, hashtag bring back Stan. Uh, Van Gundy? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's the guy. Stan's oh, yes. man. Five consecutive seasons of the playoffs. We've stunk ever since then. Garbage, dumpster fire kind of stuff. Bring back Stan. Hey, by the way, uh, quickly, are you getting any feedback on the uh, newspaper's decision not to publish death notices? Oh, I- yeah. People are a big <laughs> fan, Jim. Good there's another. I may get the zucchini thrown at me on the breakthrough theater just because we stopped running obit notices. That's just wrong. Yeah. Someone texted us about it, too. Like, I've it's heard so from wrong. a bunch of people. What is wrong with the Sentinel? Why did the decision? To, and I'm going, it was, hey, it was take bad it from enough. me. The older you get, the more you check the obits. I'm yeah. telling you right now. It was Apparently, I found this out. Apparently, of the Tronk, which is my company's ridiculous national name, yes. uh, the Tribune Tronk uh, chain, uh, apparently we were the last paper in the entire chain, uh, from Chicago to Lauderdale to up to Connecticut, you name it, that was still doing free daily obituaries. Yeah. Apparently, everybody's doing them online. Legacy. I'm not a fan of the. Ch- I'm not a fan of the decision at all. But the times have been changing. All right, I'm told. Man. We look forward to the next column. Great job today, by the way. Thank you. My pleasure. You got it. Good luck uh, with the production. All right. I got a list here. Break a leg. Okay. All right, Scott Maxwell. Get ready for the next one. All right, Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Joins us every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.